All right, what was the first movie to leave an impact on you? Ooh, the first movie? Hmm, that's a tough one. Uh, I might have to go with... I might have to go with Signs or Inception. Ooh. Yeah, Signs scared me so bad when I first saw it when I was younger. Um, uh, but Inception was like, holy cow. My 12-year-old brain can't handle this. <laughs> I think mine would have to be either the first Spider-Man... Um, because I just oh God. I watched Interesting. I watched it like a thousand times as a kid, and so it was impactful to me in just the way that I loved it. But the first movie that was actually impactful for me in my like creative career was uh, 2006 King Kong, hmm. or 2005. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Oh, it's such a good one. I love it, dude. Um. Yours is a Peter Jackson. The one that impacted me the most has to be Peter Jack, like Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Any one of them. Probably the first one. That was the first one I was like, I still remember being in the theater and being like, hey, movies are pretty cool, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I never got to see any of those movies in theaters, and I'm ashamed of it. I was young. Same. You were at a, you were at a good age though to go see him. You were like what like 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 five when the three when the first one came out. Three. I don't yeah. remember how old I was, but seeing all three of them in theaters was a trip at that age. I remember. Oh, I still remember having to pee worse than I've ever had to pee in my entire life because I was like, I actually can't leave the theater. This is so good. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting there, your poor little poor little child bladder is like ah, ah. The orcs. I must sit and watch. I know, the I'll be orcs. suffering in my old age, dude. <laughs> uh, yes. Gotta see the orcs. I'll be old and dribbling out of my pants, but it was worth it. It was a good movie. Dribbling something. Dribbling something. Pissing blood. <laughs> well, um yeah. Uh, welcome back everyone. Ryan. Good, good to have you here, Chase. As always, thanks. And uh, it's me, Victorino Martinez. Oh, Martinez! Uh, hey, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're not pulling that shit. We're tonight. not pulling that shit tonight. Um, Chase, you picked a couple movies. I picked, I picked Chase's... a great one and a stinker and a stinker. You really, boy, did the you double dosage here. <laughs> So uh, let me. I'll just. I'll just give a little bit of a background of why I chose these two movies. Um, from here on out, I'm going to choose a movie that I haven't seen, um, and uh, uh, that movie this week happened to be uh, Eyes Wide Shut, which I'm a big fan of Kubrick. Uh, I like the. Sh- I love The Shining. Uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey is like my third favorite movie of all time. Um, uh, Full Metal Jacket, insanely good. Um, I haven't seen uh, Clockwork Orange, um, but that and and uh, also good. Barry Lyndon I really want to see as well, so that might be my next one. Um, but uh, uh, the other one I chose, I also wanted to choose something very extremely different. I wanted these movies to not be at all like 
related. <laughs> and so I chose Stanley Kubrick, who is arguably one of the greatest filmmakers to ever live. And then I chose Little Nicky, uh, written by Adam Sandler, who is arguably one of the worst filmmakers to ever live. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I, I thought this was a good a good meshing of, uh, of movies to watch for, uh, for, for my first picks of the year. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, have you guys both seen? Little Nicky already? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Oh no! It was my first time as well. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my girlfriend was like, "I'm so glad Chase picked this because I was just like eye rolling like through the entire thing." <laughs> Oh my god. Oh <laughs> uh, which uh which movie do you guys want to talk about first? I'm down for any either. Uh Ryan, which one did you finish recently? Like today? I finished Eyes Wide Shut today. I watched Little Nicky last night. Okay. I watched Eyes Wide Shut as well. I feel like there's more to talk about for me for Eyes Wide Shut. I would um, hope. <laughs> yeah. Um it would Same. be nice to <laughs> It would be nice to start off this on like just kind of like a real stinky like this is a fucking terrible movie. So like maybe let's start off with little Nikki. Okay. <laughs> Good to me. Um, um I'll I'll read the synopsis. Yeah. Um all right. In a perfect world, he'd be happy to be <laughs> Oh fuck, we have the dyslexic person read this. That's great. <laughs> Where's Nick? God damn it. <laughs> In a perfect world, he'd be happy to headbang in his room all day to heavy metal music. But no. Oh, that's kind of a spoiler. Okay. But no, his mom is an angel, his old man is the devil, and like all good fathers, he insists that Nikki get involved in the family business. Nikki could think of 666 things he'd rather be doing that than corrupting souls or spewing evil. But his... But in... But when his father's command over Hades is threatened by his bullying older brothers, it is up to unbalanced Nikki to restore the balance between good and evil on Earth. Are you guys laughing at me because I can't read? That's Wired Mr. Dyslexic. No, that's definitely the movie. Just kidding. Whatever, Victor, you fucking I'm kidding. <laughs> Whew. Alright. Got from the opening of this film. I knew oh I was in for something god. special. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I sent a message and I was like, the first 15 seconds is just a showing of how terrible this movie is going to be. Yeah, and I'm talking wrong. I'm talking the fir- after we see the after we see the same logo that was in Lord of the Rings, we get <laughs> we get the same one. New line cinema, right? Isn't that what the fucking symbol is? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I don't know if you guys noticed, but the text that his name, like Little Nicky, they yeah. had like assets of like fire. And like they multiplied. <laughs> just multiplied and not blended. It's just like overlaid and you can see like the fucking outline. <laughs> I don't think this movie was intended to be viewed at high quality. <laughs> no, it was the most Windows movie maker shit I've ever seen on a high budget film. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So the movie starts. We get past the intro. 
we get past the pervert in the tree or the big bird or whatever and little Nikki starts talking oh god in my head I'm like that's gonna be his voice for the whole movie isn't it <laughs> yeah, why can't why can't I do this like like my brother? <laughs> but I don't. Wanna, I was actually I don't speechless. Be the devil. It's such a stinker of of like the. There's so much like jokes in the first like five minutes of the movie. Like a lot of jokes are being thrown at you, and most of those jokes are. Let's watch this dude get humped by a big bird. Let's watch this dude hit himself in the balls. Let's watch this dude be weird. Let's have this person be weird. And, like, as a kid, I remember watching this, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. I used to watch this movie all the time when I was a kid. Like, kid as in, like, I was too young to be watching this at that age. So none of the jokes made sense. I just know when someone gets hit in the nuts, it's funny. Right. You know. Of course. As as, as a six-year-old kid would. Um... I also found out, uh, I was talking to my mom recently, and she said this was the only movie as a kid that I got scared in, in the movie theater. So I saw this in theaters. Um, I don't remember it. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know what scared you. I, I don't know. But something scared me in the movie theaters that I got so, it was so scary I had to leave. Um, <laughs> so that's a fun fact. Um, but, uh. Yeah, it, it, there's, there's, the first like twenty minutes of this movie are 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 one of like the worst like pieces of of like cinema I think I have genuinely <laughs> ever seen. Yeah, it's it's pretty cringeworthy. I mean, there are some moments that are just so uh, like the 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 guy with the boobs on his head. <laughs> Uh, like, there's just some really stupid stuff in here, but I can't help but laugh. Like, it's just, it's like, really? It's so juvenile, but it's so hard for me not to laugh at that sort of stuff. Like, when it's so, like, it doesn't give a, it doesn't care. It's just like, mm. we're gonna do it. It seems, it seems like Adam Sandler is just all about that, yeah. and I, I appreciate that in a way, but I'm sometimes mm. just like, damn, dude. <laughs> just stop. Give it a rest. It's been 20 years, man. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed I think the entire way through this movie. I had a great time. Yeah. Good. Good. For better or for worse. I'm glad. I thought this was hilarious. <laughs> I uh I I remember in the in the intro, I was I was remembering like I said, I was remembering scenes that made me laugh as a kid. And I'm like, God, this is just not like I wasn't even like chuckling. Like I wasn't even getting like the out of my nose. It like nothing. It was nothing. And the thing that broke me <laughs> was they're having this conversation, the devil, and then the demon that's like his assistant comes in. He's like, uh, he's like, You're deadly, sir. Uh, I just wanted to remind you that you have a four o'clock to shove a pineapple up Hitler's ass. <laughs> and, like, I was like, wait, wait, what the fuck? I don't remember that. And that made me laugh. <laughs> no, it's just out of nowhere, dude. And then, it's so just dude, like the next reveal level. of Hitler was up there <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> oh man, he picks up the little pineapple that's like the size of like a mandarin orange. <laughs> He's like, 
<laughs> he grabs the giant one that's like this big. <laughs> he goes in one side with like the round half, and then he goes. <laughs> oh god! I was I, so I watch all of my movies with subtitles, right? And in that scene, when he yells out, he says "schnit." <laughs> he says "s." I know. He says "schnit." <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Dude. Don't they do it twice in the film, too? Yes. Last time was the very end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, this movie had me, like... Dude, I was weak in sections. It got so funny for me. I was like, I needed to catch my breath. Because I was like... Every now and then, just throughout my viewing, it's like Adam Sandler just, I gotta find my brothers. And I'm like, he's still doing it. Like, it never stops. It's not a gimmick. It's just the character. Adrian, I don't want to do this, but I need you to get in the flask. (laughs) Just gets hit in the face with a shovel. And that, like, I've thought of some old stuff me and Victor have written, and I'm like... Dude, I know. <laughs> this is it. We need to be working I don't know how Chandler. I feel about that, but that's kind of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for better or for oh. worse. Dude. I There's there's a... Uh, the basketball scene... Oh, my God. ...is so... And the, the, the woman in the crowd, that is so outdated now that... <laughs> Which woman? That is up the family. There. That's like it's all a part of the show. It's all a part of the show. Oh, they win yeah, yeah. every game. <laughs> it's all part of the show, baby. I like when uh, he's like he's about to shoot the hoop and he just makes the ball explode. Yeah. And the ref's like, I don't know what the hell that was, but don't do that again. <laughs> just hands him another ball. Dude. Dude. No, I don't know. What the, the way they was. like handle some of the jokes, they literally are just like, "Well, that was strange. Let's try it again and do it the real way this time." The way they just accept that it was wrong and keep going. That type of writing is so funny. It's so the, that was, the first time, like one hysterical. of the really good laughs I got was uh, the first time he meets his roommate, right? And he's sleeping on the on the fucking radiator, <laughs> and his <laughs> he's snoring, and it's like. <laughs> that shit was funny like genuinely and it goes in the back just <laughs> well that so that was I think <laughs> that I think when he's like uh, when he just leaves I thought it would have been better if he didn't do that <laughs> he just <laughs> left I, I think that was a, a case of, mm-hmm. of of one more thing scenario situation but mm-hmm. and then when beefy fucking mr Dude, beefy that was so good <laughs> i was like of course they have to have a talking dog like of course that fucks early 2000s drinks, of course right man dude and talking of early 2000s how about the music dude what a this? throwback <laughs> whoa moments i felt it oh, yeah man. been there that was so fun i what did you think about um <laughs> what did you guys think about uh patricia arquette she was fine. She was a little bit quirky, but <laughs> I appreciate Big seeing her. Fat round hiney. <laughs> hey, Valerie. <laughs> hey, Valerie. Dude, that was so fun. There, there was another character that I was not expecting to see, 
actor wise. Oh, oh yes, suit kind of an actor. Yes. Fucking Tarantino. Could they bro. have given this role to a better person? <laughs> that was perfect, dude. Why is dude. why is Tarantino in this fucking movie? <laughs> him like scream like i smell the devil above us <laughs> and just the stuff he was saying with like his milky eyes oh, dude that was so funny yeah that was crazy. every time he was screaming <laughs> dude his last moment in the cameo was i think my biggest laugh in the whole movie where he actually was like i'm not just being out there this is true he's like we're all gonna die and he turns and runs with the neck brace <laughs> Who? I don't know Which why. One? That was the funniest. Oh, thing oh, movie. fucking Tarantino. Tarantino. Tarantino's. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that was so funny. Oh, dude. I also I loved um, uh, Rice Ifans. Was that his name? Rice Ifans. Who's that? I think so. I think uh, that's the name. Anyway, fucking. He played. Uh, he played Adrian. Uh, I thought he was. I thought he was so cool. The blonde-haired one, yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah, okay. I thought he was hilarious. Uh, fucking Peter Dante is Dude, one of I my. I met him. You met Peter Dante? <laughs> I met Peter Dante. What? He came into my work. Really? Like last year, I think he they were doing some like sponsor at like a pot shop or something. What? The and he just fuck? like showed up to our work. Oh yeah. And just man. like met. Yeah, he like met with everyone, shook our hands. I didn't know who he was at the time. Does he sound like, like? Does he actually talk like that? No, no, no. Oh, that's a goddamn shame. <laughs> he was doing some sort of like podcast near next door, and he was just like completely stoned. Oh well, yeah. I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> oh Jesus, dude. He's pretty entertaining in this. The oh. cast in this is insane, though, dude. Michael McKean, John Lovitz, Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> Regis Philbin, yeah, and Harvey Keitel too. Fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah, and all of those. Dana Carvey as the Dude, fucking... I didn't know David Spade was in the movie, though. David Spade's in this? Yeah, he is at the end. How he's long? Like, you can do it. It says he's in this. Oh, no, he's no, no. No, that's, that's not David Spade. Uh, that's, uh, that's Rob Schneider. Oh, right. Rob what's Schneider. his name? Yeah. This is wild. Yeah. This movie. <laughs> I... I don't know what to say about it. I really like it, though. <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way. I feel bad for for enjoying it as much as I do. Like I, I had to watch it twice, or not, I had to, same. I didn't have to watch it twice. I had to watch it in two sittings because I just got so. Fu- I was like, I can't gotcha. fucking do this, dude. And then the second time I watched it, I, I, I smoked a little bit, and it was way funnier. The movie was way funnier. <laughs> like, Big surprise. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it was. I, I, yeah, this. I love it. <laughs> That's all I can say is I fucking love it. Same. I think I had a less of a reaction than you guys. I, I didn't love it. I mean, there's some very funny moments, and I was enjoying myself thoroughly. But I don't know if I can say I loved it. <laughs> Up, I mean, it's a bad movie. It totally is. It's not good. It's not well made. But, like, 
I cannot deny how much I was laughing during this. <laughs> no, absolutely. That's Although, why I'm like conflicted with it. Interesting topic. Like, what is with the like late '90s or uh, late '80s to like early 2000s? What is with the homophobia? I know. <laughs> all of the movies had it. Ace Ventura. Yep. This one, all of them. They're like, that's a gay dude. And they're like, that's a butt of a joke. Yeah. All the movies from the 90s. It's yeah. so crazy. It's fucking yeah, crazy, Yeah, when they showed the dude. transgender, I was like, there's, or the cross-dresser, I was like, there's yeah. no way this is going to fly, <laughs> like, in today's <laughs> day and age. The thing is, I feel like, I feel like Adam Sandler oh, still puts the shit in his movies. I haven't seen an Adam Sandler movie in, like, probably ten years. Other than other than uncut gems, but that's a that's a safety film. That's not a fucking Adam Sandler film, you know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I watched the ridiculous six. Oh God. Is that bad? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stay away. Oh man. Are you, are you guys able to separate Adam Sandler from these kind of roles to a role like uncut gems? Honestly. He takes it so far in this movie that I'm like, if I watch Uncut Gems, I'm just going to be like, the butterflies, Valerie. The butterflies. And I'm just like, please don't ruin other things for me. Popeye's KG. chicken is fucking awesome. Don't lean on that, KG. Don't. Oh, it's KG, I told you. Don't lean on it. I, I, I could separate him because he's, he's just completely different character yeah. in this, but I get what you're saying. It's like... This has ruined all future performances. Any sort of serious performance. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Uh, uh, apparently, he's really good in Punch Drunk Love. Apparently, and he's That's also true. good in Funny People. Apparently, and I haven't seen either of those. I haven't seen Funny People. So, um, uh, I would like to see that. I really a movie I really enjoyed as a kid. I liked Click a lot. But I feel like that's probably oh, yeah. almost worse than I did, this. too, when I was younger. Yeah. That was the first movie to ever make really me sad. cry. Yeah, exactly. That was, <laughs> the, that was the first movie ever made me cry, dude. That and Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, yeah, Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> I gotta say, say what you want about Adam Sandler, but he, he, he takes it all the way. He's, he's diverse. He doesn't... <laughs> his, he doesn't get him... He just... You can count on him to just take it all the way even if it's a cringe fest it's <laughs> like no one else yeah. is doing that i don't i've never i haven't seen any other actor take it as far mm -hmm. as he does so i appreciate him more than i like dislike yeah. him like a lot of people do yeah i i i dislike every one of his movies like there's not one that i'm like oh that's a I, okay so i can't say i dis i dislike him but i can say that he hasn't made a good movie in my opinion other than other than uh uh, fucking, I think Happy Gilmore is funnier than Billy Madison, but uh, I also like Big Daddy. Big Daddy's also pretty good, but uh, um, I wipe my own ass. <laughs> is that the old man with the hairy balls and the saggy old balls? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Zach and Cody are in there like, <laughs> saying some shit to some old man. Um, but but. I, I do appreciate like when I went and saw Uncut Gems, I wasn't I wasn't watching Adam Sandler. Like I was, it was a whole different person at that point, and so I can I can separate him from from these roles. But in the back of my head, like once the movie's done, I'm like, wow, that's so much better than anything he's ever fucking made. <laughs> 
but it's like is it actually bad or is he just like he's on that level where it's like a lot of people like kubrick for instance they're like i don't like his movies because he's technically like ahead of where i'm thinking mm-hmm. is that adam sandler in terms of comedy though like his performance he takes it so far beyond it's so meta that it's beyond the average person like is that what he's doing is he is he just a fucking genius is, is he that, transcended yeah is that is that what we're is that where we're at has he because <laughs> i feel like i don't know ascending he's like, done it because i don't know i doubt he was acting this and was just like he, there there is uh, there has to be some sort of self-awareness going on like he yeah. i'm sure he knows this is stupid there oh, yeah, has absolutely. to be absolutely so it's like i think there is a bit of genius going on for sure yeah closet genius <laughs> exactly um I, i'm i don't i don't think there's anything left for me to talk about with this <laughs> i think that uh i think no nope. I, I like the cameos i like the reese witherspoon cameo um oh yeah as the mom i am i am uh interested in, there was also so, a lot of references to his other movies i was ju- i was just about there to say that there was a ton i was, was dude there? Dude, so yes. so the fucking the the golf instructor from from Happy Gilmore, Carl fucking so, Weathers yeah. is is <laughs> in heaven. So his movies are connected somehow. And I know that he was talking about getting like making a movie where all of his past characters come back together like a fucking Avengers film. Whoa. And I don't know about you, but I would love that. <laughs> that would be that would be something. All of the Adam Sandlers get back into one room. With all their powers and shit. Oh man! Imagine all the voices you'd be hearing in one room. <laughs> Whoa! Oh man! <laughs> I gotta say, this was a bit more ambitious of a movie I expected. It's it's sort of large scale. Like there's yeah. a lot of like extras on screen at some points, and that final like confrontation. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I was like, "Whoa! This is a lot more than I was expecting." I was surprised. <laughs> I want to know. Did Popeyes? I want to know. How, I want to know how much Popeyes stock raised <laughs> during when this movie came out. Like it had to jump did it a raise, little bit. Did it raise though? <laughs> like did it go up or down? Like <laughs> that's a good point. It definitely point. changed. Let's just say that it did make a movement. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is this is a stinker, um, but I it's a gold plated stinker. It's like a pe- it's like it's like you took a shit and you rolled it in like gold flakes. And you're like, here it is. And you're like, wow, that's still shitty, but at least it's pretty. <laughs> There's some stuff in it that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, like gold. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Uh <laughs> Rick, you want to start that's off so with the with the with the rating? Okay, ratings. Um <clears throat> You know, I see why people would enjoy this a lot, and uh, I know a lot of people cherish his movies, you know, childhood classics, I get it. Um, I was late to the boat with Adam Sandler movies, but, you know, there's still some stuff I enjoyed. It's really stupid, very cringy, but uh, (laughs) it was an enjoyable watch, even if by the end of it I was like, please just wrap it up already. (laughs) I want it to be over. This is going on for too long. I still enjoyed it, but I think realistically I'm going to have to give it uh, a one and a half. <laughs> so, 
I would still have encourage people to watch it. It's stupid, but yeah. I cannot deny that I laughed from beginning to end. The movie drags horribly like halfway through to the end and never stops dragging once it starts. But God, that character that he was was just so funny to me. And the fact it just never ended. I I will go three because I laughed nonstop. <laughs> Could go three and a half. We'll say three and a half. We'll be optimistic. That's so three and a half. That's pretty close to four stars, which is kind of it's crazy. garbage. <laughs> It's hot garbage, but I could not stop laughing. Yeah, it made me laugh. Therefore, funny. I I, I like to. I want to think about childhood me. What would childhood me think of of me rating this movie? What I'm about to rate it, and I think he would be very disappointed because uh, watching this as an adult, um, especially someone who has a lot of respect for filmmaking. I feel like <laughs> this is this is a horrendous piece of garbage, but but I love every fucking second of this movie, <laughs> and and I the love I have for this movie as a kid I would have put it at like five stars. I would have said this movie is the funniest movie I've ever seen. My hate for it as an adult, I would put it at, like, one. So I have to, like, meet in the middle. And now that I am an adult and I'm no longer a child, I'm going to go a little bit closer to my side. I'm going to say two stars. I'm going to say two just because I don't feel right giving it more than three. Ryan, you're a psychopath. but <laughs> I respect That's it. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a nice, a nice meaty two, a Mr. Beefy two. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, should we jump into movie number two? Movie number two. Wow. Oh, yeah. Screw you. The dude. lesser of the cinematic masterpieces. Yeah. All right. Let me struggle through reading this. All right. <laughs> Our next movie is Eyes Wide Shut. You got it. And uh, here we go. After Dr. Bill Hartford, Hartford, Tom Cruise's wife, Alice, Nicole Kidman, admits to having sexual fantasies about a man she met, Bill becomes obsessed with having a sexual encounter. He discovers an underground sexual group and attends one of their meetings and quickly discovers that he is in over his head. Yes, sir. That's the gist. It's such a simple premise, but it is. Good Lord, is the subtext and the themes? Is it dense as hell? Yeah. And uh, oh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it is dense. She's thick. She's thick. I. So this is the first time I've seen this. You guys have seen this movie already, um, mm -hmm. and I. Uh, I just outright gotta say that this is a fucking masterpiece. And yes. I need to watch it immediately again to see other stuff I see. Um, I there I'm so confused about everything in this movie, um, but I am so intrigued about everything as well. 
and and I think I, I'm really glad I chose this, and I think that it's a, a a fantastic way to go out for for Stanley Kubrick. Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he died like two weeks before, uh, two weeks after the movie was like finally cut and like done. Um, so we never he 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 got to see the final cut of it, which is really nice. But uh, the the premiere was not with uh, Kubrick was not there, so that's that's pretty sad. But he he made a fucking great movie at the end of it. I don't even know if he was if he did the final cut. I think he died during his pitch of his cut, and I think it got re cut after his death. Oh wow! Oh god, Which, he would not like that. <laughs> I know that's what. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I don't know, but still. I don't know how much they redid or rearranged. Either way, he would not be happy with that. But it's still fantastic. It's, it's remarkable. A lot of people said that this movie in terms of like themes with like the elite and the rich and all of that, they say that Kubrick got so close to touching a nerve, that's how he actually died. They're like this movie oh. was too close to like elitism and what's actually going on behind the scenes so they're like no no that's like the main conspiracy theory with this movie they're like this is too close to being real no more kubrick i find it funny that kubrick is like has so many conspiracy theories attached to him yeah like the moon landing and shit like that yeah it's almost all of his films yeah. It is very weird and I think like that room 237 documentary it's very entertaining but I still think like a lot of that stuff is pretty like I don't know. I think at this point he's become like a mythical That whole thing has to be fake. It's it's pretty far-fetched. Mm-hmm. But he's become such a mythical like filmmaker at this yeah. point where mm-hmm. it's like I feel like people just want there to be like some sort of weird mystery yeah, some shrouded story and, like to like his death. Yeah. Why can't he have just died? You know, mm-hmm. like why does it have to be he was assassinated? Mm-hmm. But it you know. leads to an intriguing discussion. I mean, my man was fucking was pretty damn old. Yep. How old was he? Like sixties, seventies? Yeah, seventies. He was seven. Okay, he's not that old. He was seventy-one. That's not that old. Hmm. What is old? Yeah, define old. Shyamalan's new film, and it looks fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm still excited. <laughs> yeah, it looks bad. <laughs> that well, whoever did that fucking yeah. trailer needs to be fired because that trailer is god awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's don't so, know why they made it 30 seconds. Well, it's a Super Bowl teaser. It still, is like, so fucking bad, dude. I was like, wow, I do not want to see that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So so, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to find his style. In a lot of other people. Um, Because this could have easily been a... uh, You know, this is such a... This is such a film... Like a film major's... Like thesis. Like like idea. Or like just after they graduate. They're like, oh dude. And then there's the sex cult. And we can get a bunch of extras to fuck. You know? (laughs) Like weird shit like that. But it feels like... It feels like a... It feels like a, a... Film students like first step into like storytelling but done on a master's level 
uh, even reading like even like listening to like analysis of this film and stuff i'm still like struggling to like get the bigger picture of it all because it's yeah. like what okay because it first starts with that that argument scene where they're smoking and they have that uh, nicole kidman's character alice has that misunderstanding of what he says and it just spirals into I think like, the pot's making you aggressive <laughs> just into the worst case scenario yeah and um yeah you learn mm-hmm. that she has a sexual fantasy and uh Cruz's character Bill not being the jealous type is extremely extremely fucking jealous, jealous. and tormented <laughs> by this idea and they have this discussion yeah, about like about like um like thoughts versus like action mm-hmm. and it's a really just that kind of drives the whole movie because Nicole's character she she has these thoughts but she's not gonna she's not gonna go on that action and you see that with that scene in the beginning of the film at the ball where she's dancing that old man she's like I have a husband I'm not gonna do it while Bill's kind of like there's some ambiguity ambiguous uh Ambigu- ambiguity, ambiguity. There. yeah. Because you see multiple times, and especially after he hears about that, he's like, "I kind of want to go cheat on my wife. I kind of yeah. want to experience what she dreamt about." Yeah, it's a weird like dynamic they yeah. have, and it's like, it's such a simple plot, but it's uh, it's like so surface level too that it's like almost you could be staring too hard at it and miss it. I feel like, yeah. And it's and I feel like that's that mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with Kubrick though, is that Kubrick has a way of of he doesn't make movies that's surface level. You know what I mean? His his movies all have some sort of deeper Never. deeper meaning to it. Um, and and that's what's so that's what's so interesting about this movie to me is that it seems surface level, meaning that I haven't found out what the deeper meaning is, and that's what makes me so interested in watching mm-hmm. this again. Is that I'm like. Oh my god. That's what the meaning is. Like the the thing that still I'm like confused about it is she has the exact dream of what he's doing. So when when she yes. when he goes and talks to um uh the other doctor that or not the other doctor the the other guy that threw the party in the in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He says what if this is all fabricated? Like what if all of this is fabricated and so in my head, I'm like, holy shit, did his wife put this together just to just to show, just to prove her point that he is a jealous person and that he is jealous of the fact that, that she, you know, all this shit. And then I was like, no, that can't be it. And then I saw her laying there with the fucking mask and I was like, did she do this? Like, my whole, my, everything kept on changing throughout the whole movie, dude. <laughs> And then and then he cries and he cries mm-hmm. to her and says, "I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you everything." And she just wakes up like, "Yeah, you will." You know. And so in my head I'm like, "Oh shit, she put this all together. She she planned all of this." Huh. <laughs> and so I don't think that's I don't think that's the the real thing, but but it kind of it the pieces fit. That's the conclusion you're drawing though. Yeah. You're like, "This makes sense if I backtrack and look at these things." That's interesting cuz like Watching the movie, it's very, like, almost non-narrative. It's so light that it's, yeah. like, it's just people having interactions and going places for two and a half hours, yeah. essentially. And the yeah. plot that's building is almost the one you're, like, concluding to yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, like, 
you have yours, Chase. Victor, do you have, like, a conclusion that you've reached? Like, it's probably this for me. Um, I, I've, like, read some things where people think that uh, Bill's Odyssey is, like, a dream. I don't think I buy that. I think mm-hmm. that what happened did happen. But in terms of, like, her maybe... Mm-hmm. No, like, cause with the, you know this scene with the mask on the pillow, it's 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 like, well, is she, what what is that about? Like, is she did she is there something more to that, or is that just like, hey, I found this mask and I want to set it here for you to see when you get home? Like, talk to me about this. Yeah. Um, I don't know though, cause it's like, you know, the scene with uh, Victor <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, at the end right. of the film. Um, you know, he is talking about like, well, what if it's fabricated? But he does explain though that. He was kind of just BSing around the bush. He's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to tell it to you straight. You know, she was a hooker, mm-hmm. OD'd, like there's nothing that happened. And so you are, it's just, you're left with these, like, these almost tied threads. Like you almost have an answer. But like, I personally, I don't really know. Like, I don't really have like more like my own interpretation of sort of the more dream stuff, like the mm-hmm. weird dreamy stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's kind of literal a lot of it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta say that mansion scene, the party, oh. the orgy ceremony stuff so is just like cool, top dude. tier. Like I remember seeing that for the first time and being like terrified and it's, still again, I'm just like, Dude, this is Same. just so good. It's, it's so scary, scary, but it's so dude. good. <laughs> I love uh, his... You can't look away. No. No, not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. And I love that they they all knew... They all knew that he wasn't... Like... They knew he wasn't there. Like, he's not supposed to be there. Every Everyone, right. as soon as he got out of the... Because he says, like, you know... Also, you sold yourself out because everyone else shows up in limos and you showed up in a taxi. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then the people at the gate are like... They, they knew that they're like, oh, this guy is not supposed to be here, but we'll let him in and freak him out. You know what I mean? And so uh, I, I loved all of that. I love the fact that he's just walking around, like, taking in everything that's going on. And doesn't, I mean, he's wearing a mask, so we can't really see his reaction. But it doesn't seem like it really phases him. <laughs> he's, like, he, almost enjoying it. Not really. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like... He, uh, uh, it's, it's such a, a deeper, it's, it's so much deeper than just the fact that it's, that the, the masquerade aspect of it, other than hiding your identity because you can't see who the, uh, who, like, these are people of power, like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's, there's something deeper there, and that's when the whole conspiracy aspect of it starts creeping in my head, and I'm like, damn, dude. Kubrick does know something or did know something, you know? And so, and, and that's what I love about, about his movies is that there's always something you can grab from it and just run with. And that could totally be the right answer. Yeah. And, and And I think that's what makes his movies so fucking fantastic is that there's none of his movies are just like, this is what happens and this is why it happens. It's always like one of, I mean, I guess the only, I guess, uh, a full Metal Jacket is the only one that I can think of that's like, this is, it's it's an anti-war film. Like, that's, you know. Uh, I've also seen, oh, I'm, I'm saying it now because I forgot about it. I've seen Doctor Strangelove as well. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> he did that, right? I'm not going yeah. fucking crazy? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I think the scariest part about this film is the way in which everything is connected to sex somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's everywhere, and it's not uh, a... I won't say pure, but it's 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 not a very intimate thing. Mm-hmm. It's used as like commodity or uh, ritual. Yeah, and that's what's scary because it's like you know that shit happens in real life. Like yeah. that's not this is not just fiction. This isn't just a movie. Mm-hmm. Like this is, of course, uh, maybe a bit more dramatized, but it's still maybe. happening and it's still it makes it even scarier yeah maybe like, it is. i'm sure these parties yeah. are happening mm-hmm. and um yeah i don't know like him going to that that costume store late at night and like the owner's like i you know why is that. with his daughter and it's mm-hmm. just so gross it's so dirty and it's just like damn i want to know what she <laughs> i want to know what she whispered to him yeah when she when she runs out she like whispers something to him like I mean, probably is something like, if you're looking for a good time, like, hit me up, like, you know where I am type shit. But, again, yeah. it's Kubrick, so you never fucking know. He could have been like, no, I want you to say that you're going to die tonight or some shit, you know, something like yeah. that. And, and, I, and I love that. I love the fact mm-hmm. that we have no fucking clue and we got to figure it out ourselves. I, I love that. And that everyone seems to be... And either. I'm piecing together everything. I know, yeah. I'm saying. It's so tough. I'm taking like little little bits and pieces and I'm like, getting nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like even still talking about Mr. Milich, he's like, when he goes there and he's like, I want a cloak and a mask, he does a double take and he looks at him like, oh, okay. Takes him to another area and it's like, how many people are in on this? And then even the dude, the hotel clerk like yeah everyone he won't look at bill in the eyes when he's describing like the stuff that's happened and it's like what are you doing kubrick Mm. what is this how many people are in on this yeah i need to know and then so also also about that that uh the milich guy something happens that um that uh, he doesn't have those the those those twins get arrested for having sex with his daughter, mm-hmm. like it, when like he originally says he's going to. Also, when we first find out that that there's other people in the room, he hears a sound. And he goes, "Did you hear that? Like, it's staged. Like you know, like it's going to be type of thing. That's like, oh, let me go check this out. What are you doing here? Like it seemed it yeah. seemed staged." And, and I know Kubrick wouldn't have been like, because he's so meticulous with how he films. He's like, this is shit. You need to do it better, and you need to do it better now. You know, he wouldn't let that happen. So he would like, this is, it's got to be on purpose. Yeah. You know? Oh, it is, because he's like, he, he wants to, you know, he doesn't want to show Bill that, like, this is just happening. He has to make sure that he's like, he can trust Bill in that way, I feel like. Okay, okay. So, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's whoring mm-hmm. his daughter out type thing. Yeah, but he didn't want to make that obvious at first. He's oh, like, what okay. the hell's going yeah. on? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. That's why Understood. after he goes to the club, like, the club, that's after he, after he gets his Costco card yeah. and goes to the ritual place, <laughs> that's why then Mr. Mulich is like, oh, yeah, you can get anything and, like, hold yeah. his daughter. And they're like, once he knows Bill has the stuff he's seen, he's like, oh, this is fine now. Yeah. It's... 
It's gross. Yeah, I didn't see it as like an orchestrated thing, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And now that you say that, I'm like, ooh, I think that's that's onto something. That's, that sounds accurate. That's what I'm saying, dude. There's so many layers to this that it's that you just keep getting deeper, and it's like, no matter where you go, I, I do think that the main theme in this is just the main theme is just sex. Like that's just the main the main thing that uh-huh. is surrounding this world and the thing is is it's surrounding our world as well like you were saying victor is but the fact that uh i i don't i don't buy it that that the everything was staged i don't i don't buy that i think that the they knew that he was on to something or that he knew that he was getting into deep and Mm -hmm. this guy knew his friend and was like I'm not going to let him die, so I'm going to tell him that it's all fake and that it's all fabricated and just shut up and not tell anyone about it. You know, because I, I, I think that they were they were really getting, they were really, like, onto it, and I think that they were they were going to fucking, they were going to fucking kill him. That's, that's what I was thinking was happening. And I don't, I don't buy the fact that, that uh, you know, Nick is in Seattle. I don't buy that. I think Nick is dead. Uh, you know. Like there's 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 no yeah. there's there's just no way I don't I don't I don't buy any anything that anyone says in this movie I don't I know trust you it. can't trust anyone no <laughs> yeah and there's so many like little interweaving things like the Christmas lights and specifically the really grand stairwell in the first mansion they go to at mm-hmm. the party there's like string lights hanging down the stairwell those same lights are in that rainbow costume place mm. like. And there's, like, uh, duplicating themes through all of it. Like, the dude with the staff, he taps it two times, once, two times. Ziggler, when he's talking to him, there's this very long shot where he pauses, and he taps a billiard ball on the table two times, one time, two times. Mm. There are so many things in here that I'm not even picking up that are, like, someone does something. And, like, the girls... At the start of the movie, they say, let's meet at the end of the rainbow. There's all those rainbow Christmas shot. lights. Like, yeah. what else is in yeah. there? Wow. I didn't. I did not pick that up. Wow. Holy shit. What did you guys think of the music in Eyes Wide Shut? Um, I, I, I thought from like the first time I saw it, too, that the piano theme was a little boring. Um, but I think this time... It, I, it feels I, really out of place. I, yeah, yeah, I'm still not a huge fan of it, but I'm more comfortable with it this time. And of course, like the symphonic music, like the opening track is just like perfect. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked the uh, the symphonic stuff in the party. It was really eerie. I love all the like the sounds and stuff that that like the ritual yeah. chants and everything. It's I thought that so was good. fucking great. It's so but scary. <laughs> it was really creepy. Everything else, I I do agree. The 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 piano is a little weird. I don't like the ramp up, particularly because it's not it's not at time. It's not timed correctly. It's a little <laughs> was, disjointed. It feels yeah, which is probably the point again. But um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't the biggest fan of the of the piano overture. I was also reading things that people were talking about, like uh, like maybe mind control is happening in this film mm. with uh, maybe like Nicole Kidman's character. Um, I, I still don't really get that. Oh, I haven't that. heard that theory. Yeah, there... I don't quite understand it. 
I don't know how that could be. What I'm curious though is, I wonder if um, Alice is aware of the parties because at the beginning of the film, it's just like, it's a small detail to note, but like when uh, Bill points out Nick Nightingale on the piano, uh, Alice like look like stares over at Nick Nightingale for longer than like someone would like, Oh, okay. That's just mm-hmm. my husband's friend. But like the look that she gives him is like this, it's a little bit too long. Like I kind of know, I know this guy from somewhere. He looks familiar mm. and I wonder if like she's been at the parties too, knows gotta, what's going on. I got a theory for you. I got a yeah. theory for you. All right. So what if this whole time, right? Nicole Kidman, this is, and I'm, and this is, I'm taking shit from the past, that's probably not true, but this is a theory. What if Nicole Kidman this whole time knows about the fact that, that he is, is, that, that Tom Cruise isn't unfaithful, but he's not afraid to, like, full-on hit on girls whenever he gets the chance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... People are are imperfect, of course, right? Uh, she is a part of this club, right? And and she wants to. She's upset that he is that he is uh, uh, willing to flirt with someone like that. Then it's scared. She gets scared that he would cheat on her, and so he she plants all of this shit, right? And then. Everything falls. Everything falls into place, you know. Because you they, think she was behind it, maybe. I, there's no the dream. The dream. That dream she has when he comes back from the party. That's the thing that's throwing me off about this I know, entire that's movie. Same. Is that if it makes me wonder if she's one of the like drugged up women? Because like the one that's if she's just a hooker. She just OD'd. Mm-hmm. Like that could make it why the dream is so like different. Like she's in a field, even though it's not actually a field she's just on a lot of drugs he called like a snowball and something else Mm -hmm. but like that's part of the fun with like kubrick films though is like there are so many theories it could you just go down a rabbit hole with any one of his movies and just have a great night it's it's such a this is such a, a an onion of a movie that there's you could just keep peeling shit away and it's you're you still have so much onion left to peel, Shrek dude. reference? Shrek reference, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's so much that that could go into this, that could go into this movie, and, and there's so much that could possibly be the correct answer, and we will never know. And I think that is the best part about this. And even if Kubrick was alive today... He would never, ever tell you the true meaning behind this movie, ever. So never. And and I think and I and I agree with you, Ryan. That's the fun part about Kubrick movies is that you can just fucking walk down this rabbit hole forever. Any of his movies, you can do that with. Yeah, whatever mood you're in, that's what you're like projecting into the film. I can't get enough of that. What do you guys make of the ending? Or like, mm. there's one thing I know we should do as soon as possible. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys make of that? Like, it's so sudden. It is. Yeah. It's just like when I think of the book, maybe it works there. In turn, like on screen, it didn't work for me. I'm like, hello. (laughs) Hello. 
there's got to be something in there. It's I feel like it's uh, it's there the movie. I feel like it's self-aware in a point where it's like the characters are just thinking about and contemplating sleeping with other characters. She's like, you know what? We need to come together because yeah. like after all of that, it's like this is the one thing we're not doing and we're just looking for it everywhere else. I feel like that it might just be a very like on the nose comment, but that's just my opinion. You never know. Never know with a Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah. It it's it's a bit of a head scratcher ending. I like it because it is just like okay, that's one way to end the film. <laughs> uh <laughs> But I think it probably just plays into the rest of it, I guess. Even yeah. if it is just like, mm-hmm. she just doesn't care. She's just gonna accept him for his his flaws anyway. It's, I don't know. It's bizarre. I will say, a uh, question for you guys, because um, it definitely keeps the structure of a book in terms of writing and like the ending has that full aftermath section where it just wraps up and takes like. For me, it took a minute. I'm like, okay. Let's go. But mm-hmm. what would your guys' opinion be if it ended when he sees the mask on the pillow, then black? Mm. I would have liked it more, I feel. I feel like that would be... I think I would, too. I, I, I think the... I like... I'm a fan of ambiguous endings, and this is also ambiguous still, but it's... I like the fact that mm-hmm. with that, it's there's, there's less of a, a resolution. Um, they, they haven't resolved anything. And the problems could still be happening, but with the fact with the, uh, mm-hmm. um, the fact that the end that we have right now, it's kind of resolved. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of not resolved, but put aside. You know, it's like we'll get to it later. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of that. But also, I feel like the the dialogue they say at the end of the movie is, I'm pretty sure a bunch of it is actually taken from the book. Um, but for me, it was, yes. there, there was stuff that I didn't understand what they were speaking. And so I was like, I, I'm going to need to, same. I'm going to need to go back and Very watch it same. because I'm like, that made no fucking sense. What does that have like, to do with any of the other ones? Oh, okay. Like, like she's, he said something, he says something, a dream is not always, isn't uh, no dream is entirely a dream. And, and that makes sense because referencing the dream that she had, but then he, she also says something. I, I don't know. I don't know the exact words because I was confused the whole time. And so when it ended, I was like, it. I was like, what? But, um, I felt the same way. Like, I mean, I'm sure reading it, I'll be able to like see it better and, uh, I'll watch the scene again and be able to put something together. But I, I was confused. I felt like it was, I was watching a movie or, I felt like I was just I looked away from the movie for like a second and now I'm completely lost. Yes. Yeah. Perfect metaphor. Here's it, here it is. That was exactly here's, how I felt during that. Yeah. Here's what she says. Um Yeah, she says I think we should be we should both be grateful that we have come unharmed out of all of our adventure, whether they were real or only a dream. And he says, "Are you really sure of that?" She says, only as sure as I am that the reality of one night, let alone that of a whole lifetime, is not the whole truth. And no dream is entirely a dream. Mm-hmm. And she says, but I think we're awake now for a long time to come. Like, that is such philosophical yeah. talking at the end of a movie that is pretty literal when it's in its dialogue. 
that I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was so, like, fucking yeah. pulled out of the movie at that point. I'm like, oh, okay, hang on. I need to rewind that again and listen to that. But, I it mean... It sounds very much like the narrator of the book, in a sense. Yeah. That's what it yeah. sounds like to me. I don't know, because I don't know if I would like it more, just be more, like, confused if it ended there at the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, like... I guess I do like that the ending gives a bit of hope. Like, there's a bit of hope for those two characters, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not just, like, destroyed. It's like... It is uplifting. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, it's like there's... There could be something more with them. Because, like, you know, what really matters, what really mattered in that night, like, it's up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I would have been more confused if it were just to end on the mask and maybe be a bit more not as satisfied like at least with this i like okay i have something to work with yeah that mm-hmm. makes sense but i think having it end on the mask would be would be it it would be cool but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a kubrick move uh i i feel like it wouldn't mm-hmm. i don't feel like it would be a a because he he tends to he tends to solve his problems with in his movies uh, by the at least by the end um, from from the ones I've seen at least. I mean, the end of uh, you know the end of two thousand one. There's you know the the fourth and this is how I took it. The fourth dimensional being has now finally been been born. Our, our humans have now extended uh, or extended onto a different like plane of existence. That's what I was taking from that, but The Shining, they get away. That's that's pretty much it. Um, but also, that's referencing a book. I mean, all of these movies are referencing books for the most part. But then you also have the Jack and the painting or exactly. the photograph, and, and you're like, photograph. "Well, what the hell? What the I don't even yeah. know what happens." Exactly. <laughs> um, I feel like if it ended there, I I feel like it would have been. I don't know. So I was reading that, and I was like, that would be an interesting ending to have. Like, it would be crazy if it ended there, because that would be such a resolute, like, they're in the apartment right now, and then it ends, and it's such a sour note to end it on. But ending it on the note it ends, for me, it drags, but I feel like it's more in theme with the plot of the whole movie. And, like, it comes, not full circle, but it reaches, like, a, a kind of a satisfying conclusion for me where it's like yes the characters are going to work on themselves they got through the difficulties but also I have a bit of a sour note with it ending this way because ending this way says that the cult thing is over and it's gone it's like so what was all of that if for nothing yeah like that's what's strange so I'm not really sure I which think- way I would have preferred but I do like the ending. I wonder if it just goes back to the, to like, you know, thoughts versus action. Like, I don't know, something about that. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you, what are you willing to act on? Like, are those thoughts as bad as what you Actually do in real doing life? Them? Yeah. Like, what's are like what's like what's, That's a what's sin at that funny. point? Like, if you think about it, he never does it though. Mm-mm. He's, he always gets right there, but never pulls the trigger every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's the, the dynamic between 
the the male and female perspective because they kind of go into that like well this is what a woman thinks yeah Bill, you know kind of like goes into it's mm-hmm. like and then you know uh it's like oh well you really think that you're that confident that i wouldn't do something and uh it's just it's total it's way it's not as black and white and it, yeah. that's what just it makes it so much fun to talk about and just like think about I don't know. It's a head scratcher, but mm-hmm. it is, dude. It's a beautiful fucking head scratcher. It's such a, it's it's such mm-hmm. a fun. It's not a fun movie at all. Actually, it's really fucking. It's really anxiety filled, and it's and grueling. It is. It really is. <laughs> but it's it's so. There's. This is why this this this, fucking guy is just so fun to talk about, is that he there's. Mm-hmm. There's just so much that you can you can talk about with any of his movies, especially this one that I've I've only seen once and I want to see it a thousand more times and I still will probably not be able to understand what's going on. Yeah, even for being two and a half hours and not Same. a whole lot happening, it's like, damn. Yeah. Like I was almost contemplating watching it during work, but I was like, fuck. Yeah, it's just one that you really do want to watch again. Yeah. Um, also want to point out too the. Uh, like the set design and the lighting of this film it's like this is like one of the best looking movies it's It's beautiful i especially for late 90s dude it's just god um i think my favorite set might be the sonata jazz lounge oh yeah dude that was nice. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I just like want Christmas lights. Yeah, I just want to like, sit there. Orbs in the center of the table. Mm-hmm. It's just. I love the orbs on the table. Those oh. were so cool. I liked it. I really liked and, the uh, the costume shop a lot. Mm, I yeah. liked the look of the costume shop. That was cool. What I find interesting is like I like the use of color too. I was just about to say. I think it, and it plays kind of into the themes as well. Like mm-hmm. when the two ladies are like, well, it's, I want to, you know, we're going to take you to the end of the rainbow. And you kind of see the rainbow, not only in the name of the costume shop, but like the Christmas lights themselves mm-hmm. are rainbows. Yeah. And that's like throughout the entire city until you get to the mansion where it's just like red and blue. It's like totally yeah. void of like the end of the rainbow, the end of the rainbow. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But also, too, what I found interesting is that there's, like, a Christmas tree. And, like, almost, like, in so many of the scenes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just because it could, it's just, be, I mean, maybe it's because it's Christmas. But I also feel like he also has those, like, pretty center in the shot or, like, very prominent. Yeah. Or, like, Bill, like, points out, like, hey, nice Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a weird thing with the Christmas trees. I, I read one review where, like, they feel like sentient, like, cameras. Like, they're watching Bill everywhere he goes, the, the Christmas trees. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's like they are at key areas of the film. Like, when he first meets that prostitute and uh, at... Um, his office where he you know is thinking of calling up the woman whose dad just died that whole <laughs> complex situation there um yeah mm-hmm. 
that uh, that settles it. This whole movie is a naughty or nice. It's a metaphor for Santa Claus. Yep. That's the true meaning behind Eyes Wide Shut. We got it, <laughs> he boys. He sees you when you're sleeping. Yeah. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you this. Bill is getting a lump of coal, and it's entirely for the moment when he goes to a prostitute, and he's like, well, what would you recommend? <laughs> That's why he's yeah, awful. <laughs> oh, so man. Good. So I good. love I love the fact that that I don't love the fact, but um he he almost has sex with this prostitute, right? And then she he goes and visits her and then finds out that she is HIV positive and he like the look on his face is like I almost <laughs> had sex with this woman yeah. and almost got AIDS. <laughs> And and he's like, well, I'm really sorry to hear that. And in his head, he's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to go back home to my damn family. I need- <laughs> Again? <laughs> like, he's like, I should probably get going. <laughs> it's funny, like, he wants, he, like, Just watching the smirk, like, leave his face, dude. This just doesn't work. Yeah. All he wants to do is cheat on uh, his wife, man. That's all he wants to do. Or does do. he? Or does he? Yeah. Oh man, too good. His performance, I like. He's such a scumbag main character. He dude. is, dude. He's such a fucking asshole. His main goal in this entire movie is to cheat on his wife. That is literally uh, his goal. Yeah, out of spite for a dream she he's had. A, he's a rat, dude. <laughs> I thought I thought the whole process of this movie, like I kept on thinking about about where this movie was gonna go, and. My first thought was was that Nicole Kidman is going to be at this event, and she's going to be one of the uh, yep. one of the one of the prostitutes. That was my oh, thought. But then my other thought was they're just going to keep on trying to one up each other until one of them ends up dead. And that was my that was my my thought process, ah. which would be kind of a fucking cool story. Is that it's like all right, this these two people who should not be together are trying to stay together. And, but they're <laughs> no. still cheating on each other and they're knowing about it and trying to get them one step ahead. So it's like, okay, no, we're even now. You know, that's that's kind of an interesting premise. Mm-hmm. That would be, actually. So That would have been interesting, too. I also wonder, too, if everyone at uh, Ziggler's mansion party mm-hmm. also goes to those orgies. Yeah. I have a feeling that a lot of those characters there... Mm-hmm. Um, because I wonder, there's... I'll tell you this, I was looking for body types. Yeah, I wondered, like, the Hungarian guy. Where's that Hungarian mm, dude? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Where's that old dinosaur? Because I wonder, like, um, when those two are on top of the balcony. Yeah, and the, they, like... The mansion. Yep. And I don't... Because I don't think that was Victor. Yes. Mm-mm. It didn't look like his eyes. I wonder if that was someone at the party at the beginning of the film, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Strange parallel. Gotta look but. at their eyes a little closer next time, huh? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Any uh, dislikes for you guys, or? Um, I thought Nicole Kidman's performance, while she like the earlier part of it, and when they're having that argument and acting high, I thought that was really cringe. Cringe? But, yeah. When they're like, <laughs> she's like having the laughing fit. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, damn, she's really fake laughing right now, and I can tell. <laughs> like, 
You know, what happened to the Kubrick that used to beat his actors to get the right thing? Come on, Kubrick. No. You got too you got old and soft. I don't know. I thought it was I think it worked, but yeah, I mean, to each their own. That was the only part that I was like this feels weird. Yeah, but, force. Um Yeah, yeah, I thought uh every, everything else is is fucking perfect. Brian, you the laughing fit did stand out to me too, but I think like I want to say like yeah, the piano didn't fit, but then I'm like even when I like think about it deeper, I'm like, okay, so it's out of place. Much like Bill, and I'm like Fuck. Crap. Every time I try to dispute, I'm like, it works. If I think about it, piss. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. The piano. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. damn piano yeah I guess I don't really have anything besides yeah I guess maybe a little bit of nitpick of the, the piano theme but it's not a huge issue mm-hmm. um no well do you guys wanna are you guys ready for ratings is it rating time I think so I think so yes cool Chase you wanna go first alright so my uh, straight up I'll give this I'm gonna give it four and a half stars um, I'm going to save that half a star for when I am able to like conceptualize this movie better <laughs> to a yeah. later date. Um, but, uh, uh, at the moment, four and a half stars, this is a fucking masterpiece of a movie. And it is so sad that, that Kubrick was not able to make anything more. Um, but, uh, I think, I think for this being his last movie out, out of the, only handful of movies that he's created and and done it's such a it's such a standout performance from from both Nicole Kidman and and Tom Cruise and Stanley Kubrick that it's just oh it's so it's so juicy and nice and I love it and there's so much to tear apart into it um I'm a sucker for masks uh I love a good creepy looking Victorian mask so uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, it's this is just it's this movie is is damn near perfect, and I I want to, I just want to devour it, but I can't. So, <laughs> well, I'll take just it. Kidding. I'll take it piece by piece. I'll I'll take my little knife and take it and then just take the little bites. But uh, yeah, four and a half for me. I am probably gonna do four and a half as well. It's so good. I feel like I could do four, but every time I watch it, I like it more and more and more. And I'm like, when I sit down, I can't stop watching. I can't check my phone, not because I don't want to, because I'm lost in the movie when this is on. I love it so much. And it's just great. The themes and how it just kind of spirals downward into this dark, ugly depths of society. I really love it. The hidden cult of like these people that are secret i just think it's super cool and yeah i think it's really poetic that kubrick will not be making a movie in the millennium 2000 and onward i almost think it's good in a sense that it ended in the 90s and just 90s back is his work and then his work ended at 2000 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay um yeah, I think I'll have to go with four and a half as well. I was thinking of four, but, like, I just feel like it would be criminal for me to give it any lower just because it's, like, 
the more I think about it and just talking with it with you guys, I'm like, yeah, dude, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely probably one of his more, like, it seems pretty split. Like there's a lot of people that are very frustrated with it, but it's hard not to see, like, it's hard to deny the, just the, the craftsmanship behind it. It's a very, it's a masterful film. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, yes. it's his last film. It's, it's one hell of a film to end on. And, uh, yeah, I, um, even though, like, I am not totally, like, I was, I don't know if captivated is the right word, because, like, I'm into it, but it doesn't, like, pull me in, because I think the way it's structured and the way it is kind of just Bill walking through downtown, and not a whole lot happens, it's just, like, encounters he has with other characters, and while it is interesting, it does kind of, like, it has me a little bit of a lull sometimes, but... It's just too good. It's just too good. Um, yeah, four and a half. Four and you a know half. what? I'm going to bump mine down to a four. Really? You just, <laughs> what happened? Uh, reminded me that just the, uh, just like how much he's walking and going places. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that it's like the vehicle to carry his like intrusive thoughts, but like, it happens so much. It does. I totally get its purpose and why it's there, but it's not entirely for me. I'm going four. Because every time I... When I do watch the movie, I was dreading those scenes. I was like, ah, it's a great movie, but I'm just going to be bored when he's in the taxi, when he's going down the sidewalk. And I was prepared for it, and I have to like mentally be like, here it comes, because it does bore me when that happens. I'm going four. That's but, man, totally fair. It does feel criminal to give it a four <laughs> when uh, I think of like Nicole Kidman's like basically monologue at the start of the movie and these yeah. super long dialogue scenes. It hurts. Yeah, but it's a four for me. I get that too. I was thinking about showing it to Stephanie. I'm like, I don't really want to sit through those walking scenes again, and I'm gonna be like, Yeah, here yeah, we go. Right? Yeah, just the thought of that. I'm like, Ah, damn it. Like, can we just like cut out some of that? Just get to the good stuff like quicker. Yes. Um. I could go with four too, but uh, yeah, and it doesn't. At this point, it's like apples and oranges. Or, apples and oranges. Is that the saying? Is that the saying? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Peaches and cucumbers. I don't know. Yeah, fuck. Anyway, I also potato potato. Dario, I thought I had, I thought I had another thought, but I am totally blanking. Oh, um, I'll have to send it to you guys. But there's a theory about having to do with Kubrick's daughter Vivian. Hmm being uh converting to scientology Mm. during the time that this film was being made or before and a lot of like the characters having to like tie into that i don't know it could be one of those conspiracy things but um the way it was worded seemed to interesting be like he kind of like and with cruise being huge scientologist i was gonna say that's fucking ironic that tom cruise is a scientologist and like the naval officer, I guess L. Ron Hubbard was a naval officer at some point, and so there's some like some connections to like Kubrick's personal life mm. that this person had pointed out that might be playing into it. But at that point, it's like that doesn't make the film better, but it also just another discussion to have. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool, very cool. Um, Chase, I'm glad you had that this reaction to the film because. I didn't know whether you're going to like it or dislike it. And just to hear you praise it. No, oh, I fucking love it. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. 
Oh um, yeah. I'm I'm excited to watch uh I have uh a Clockwork Orange. So I'm gonna watch cool. that one next. I haven't seen it at all. Um I know actually I've seen like bits and pieces of it. I know the first act is essentially just rape. Um Yeah, get ready. It's uh it's <laughs> so, an uncomfortable movie. So uh I'm I've been I've been kinda hesitant because I'm like, I don't wanna watch this, man. <laughs> yeah, the scene in the rain. Mm-hmm. That scene is pretty brutal, but yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we got a couple questions. You guys want to answer? Yeah. Cinema flavor, shout out shout cinema out flavor. Cinema flavor. Uh, they ask favorite Tarantino movie. Hmm. Can I say a little Nicky? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> He's technically in the movie. Wrong. The problem is, it's been so long since I've seen one that yeah. wasn't Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's mine. You're going to go with that? I'm doing it. It used to be Inglorious Bastards, and then it was The Hateful Eight. His movies keep getting better for me. I really mm-hmm. do think it's going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I love its structure. I think I think for me, it'd be the Kill Bill Volume 1. Uh... I think it's so fucking cool. Ooh. It's such a cool movie. Um, I, uh, I was, it's either that or Django. Django is also super, super good. It's a banger. Um, I've only seen Glorious Bastards once, and it was on my... And I was watching bits and pieces of it as I was, like, waiting for, like, a four-hour layover. Or not four-hour layover, a four-hour delay on a plane. <laughs> so I'm, like, walking around bored, like, trying to move while other people are coming by. And, like, oh, I need to sit there. And I'm, like, okay, sorry. Like, you know... So, uh, but I need to watch it again. Definitely. Um, I think I'll have to go with Once Upon a Time just because that is the most recent one I've seen. And uh, I did see Hateful Eight, but that one is, you've got to be in a very particular mood to watch that one. Uh, I think yeah. I'll go with Once Upon a Time for now. Yeah. Do we know what his, uh, do we know what his, uh, he, he has one more movie he's making, right? Is that what he said? Something like that. And then it's I don't, Star Trek. I don't know Trek. if he's actually decided. Is Star it, Trek. That's what I said. Is it for sure Star Trek? That's what I thought. It was going to be a Star Trek film. I have no idea. That's all yeah, anyone talks know. about when they talk about Tarantino. I mean, I would love to see a sci-fi film of his. That would be fucking cool. You know? But I don't know. <laughs> okay, so this is just... These two, last two questions are just you guys. So <laughs> Actually, no, there's a couple more. Hold on. Okay. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> Um, Ethan Doodles, shout out Ethan Doodles. Does he? I don't know. We still don't know. We still don't know. Ethan, if you're listening, you gotta <laughs> let us know if you doodle. That's man. like a running joke at this point. <laughs> he he does do stocks though. Oh. That's one thing, but we don't know if he doodles. So Ethan Ethan stonks. Ethan stonks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he asks Team Zella or Team Kong. There's a lot of team. There's a lot of Godzilla King Kong talk these days. Oh, this is not the first Kong oh. Godzilla thing. Don't get me and Ryan started, dude. <laughs> We've been going so much about this. It's 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 crazy how like talked about this movie is when like the last couple of films like no one was really talking about. But I feel like it's literally because yeah. Monkey Monkey <laughs> like <laughs> the memes, dude. Dude. Like, the, out the memes, I don't we think people were be talking about this. Way. Okay, so basically, <laughs> monkey. We were so far ahead of the game with our short film. As it's always, it's funny. <laughs> As always, 
Oh, man. I don't know who I'm rooting for, dude. Like, monkey is monkey, right? But, like, Godzilla is a living nuclear power plant. Yeah. So, the movie's literally called, like, his universe in here is actually called Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I guess it's not the question of who do you speculate will win. It's more which team which are you team, on. Yeah. Probably Godzilla, because he's probably Godzilla. Maybe Kong. <laughs> Monkey. I don't know. This sucks, dude. <laughs> don't ask this question ever again. This is hard. I'm I'm on Team Kong, man. I'm a big monkey fan. I like I like a good monkey. Monkey. Uh, I, King yeah. Kong 2006, one of my favorite movies of all time. So, you know, I'll I fuck it. Kong, monkey. Uh I think I might have to go with Godzilla. Although I'm I'm curious about the the new monkey lore in the in the next film, there seems to be some which because I don't know really anything about the previous films or like the older stuff, but like there's some new monkey lore. <laughs> I don't know if it's new, but it's new to me. So that's I'll tell you this: if the monkey lore has the little girl communicating, like in a sense, control monkey, I'm Team Godzilla 100. percent Yeah, I would agree as well. If this little kid is like. Just a throwaway thing for Godzilla. I mean, for King Kong, probably Team Monkey. But that child will dictate my choice. Why is that? Is that movie. something? Is that a reference to an older film, or is that just your personal? No, it's just them shoving a child in here for like relevance and like, oh, oh, relatability. It's got a heart. Oh, I have a child. Like myself. Studio choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got myself and my own child. Yes, there's a family uh, core. <laughs> You guys like families, right? Pass. It, it reminded me of the the last one when they introduced uh, Millie exactly. Bobby Brown. When she, you thought she had maybe had a connection with Mothra in the trailer, and I was like, "Are we doing this again?" <laughs> I, exactly. That's why I'm like, if it's on that, I'm Team Godzilla. Kill Monkey. Otherwise, we Monkey I might mean, outsmart we, lizard. We know Monkey yeah, might exactly. outsmart lizard. That is that Monkey Punch. You know. The monkey punch. Monkey punch. Monkey puns. Let's hope it's just the Japanese good. trailer. I think it was Japan. They showed uh, Godzilla punching back. Oh. So there's a lizard punch. Lizard too. punch and monkey punch. Well, yeah, they're like, well, I'm gonna put some respect on Japan, man. This is <laughs> he destroyed our yeah, whole city. <laughs> yeah, he licks his hand and slaps him. <laughs> All right, um, I can't wait for that movie. It's like a month away. I'm I'm pretty excited. Me too. Um, I just I just want it to be good. Please just be. Good. I just want it to be fun. Don't, same. I just want it to be fun. I know I don't. I, these movies aren't good to me. No offense. I know you. I know I, Ryan. I know you're a big monster fan. I'm not a big monster fan. But King of the Monsters was horrific. Was terrific or horrific? Horrific. Awful. Horrific. The okay. storyline was garbage. But you gotta admit, fucking three-headed monster versus one-headed monster, punch hard, building blow up, that's fucking cool. Three-headed lizard punch? Three-headed lizard punch. That's good. That shit's tight. But I I just want to have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have fun. Dude. I want to see Godzilla jump off the Empire State Building. I'm not looking like... for a Kubrick experience, exactly, man. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 
Just as long as they don't have King Ghidorah. Did you say gonorrhea? <laughs> oh, dude. I don't want anything like that. Was that a, was that out. an actual joke in the movie? That needs it was. to stop. Oh my god. Yeah. It was like, did you say gonorrhea? Terrible. Like, no, you dumbass. It's just the writer throwing out his like, this is relatable to a viewer. Put it in. Put it in. Funny. Awful. Funny. Hee hee hoo hoo ha ha. Um, okay, this is for, okay, we got one from uh from uh Lindsay. Okay. Um why wouldn't Let's go, yeah, babe. We, <laughs> uh why wouldn't Adrian just get in the flask? Why wouldn't he just Dude. get in the flask? Stubborn. Stubborn. Yeah. So stubborn. That's what happens when you're the son of the devil. Stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I agree. <laughs> um, this is for future Chase. That's yes or no. That's me. The movie. The movie fucks. Yes or no. The uh, yes. The movie does fuck. Yes, it does. Great. Yes, <laughs> yes it does. Past me. Like, the movie uh, fucks. Which movie is he talking about? So. I was. I had to think about it. I'm like, oh, I obviously was. Yeah, I which obviously one? was meaning eyes wide shut. <laughs> <laughs> Which movie was Chase talking about? Well, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Ryan, these last two are you. Um, how is Little Nicky related to Eyes Wide Shut? Oh, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I didn't want to do this one. Fuck you, Ryan. No. <laughs> Chase, I hope you wrote up a paper about this one, man. Oh man, I really want to. I really should. I should break it down on like a real, like a deep level. <laughs> scene by scene. <laughs> oh my god. I got, I got one. Okay. Somehow, I do have one. The, in Eyes Wide Shut, where the, the pianist, he's got the poster of himself outside of the, the jazz club, right? For some uh -huh. reason, I was, like, half looking at that. I was looking at just the whole frame. And I'm like, why does he look like Hitler in this photograph? And then it clicked. And I'm like, dude, Hitler's in both movies. <laughs> that's that's the best connection I could draw. Oh, man. Uh. Oh, God. Victor, what do you got? <laughs> I need more time. <laughs> I need more time. Oh, buddy. Um... Is there any sort of voyeuristic aspects in uh, Eyes Wide Shut? Like the beginning of Little Nicky? Uh, I I mean, Bill going through that ritual plays. He did kind of... That is a little bit voyeuristic. There's, there's, there's a stretch. There's a connection. I got one. People in cloaks. <laughs> People in cloaks. <laughs> That's the connection. Are you talking about the devil? The devil and the demons. The ones that eat, uh... <laughs> Popeyes is the shiznit! <laughs> so stupid. God, I hated that. How were we all able... This has to be a new thing. We have to find a correlation between both movies every time. Yes. We somehow did this. We have to. I did it in a wacky conspiracy. <laughs> Victor did it in theme. And Chase did it in the wardrobe. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's been really, there's been many times where we that do that. That's so goofy. It has to be that has to be a thing at the end. I like that. That's oh, their thing. Oh man. All right. Take um, take us home. Oh wait, no. We still have we still have one more. Oh god. Yeah. Um. Which of the two movies was the better picture? Huh. Hmm. I wonder. Ryan asked that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't have to fucking think about it that hard. Stop I mean, it. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, in most cases, probably Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. For the most part, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in the sense of laughing. Don't say but after we're talking about that. <laughs> but. <laughs> on one side, you have Listen, a man with Eyes Wide Shut is better, but. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. No one has boobs on their head. Hear me out. That's true. <laughs> no one's got nipples on their foreheads. I mean, Adam Sandler pushing I mean, did you watch you the were. orgy section? <laughs> yeah, but they're not on the, they're not on the head. Dude just sits under some lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. Yeah, I can't see. Because <laughs> your eyes are eyes. Your eyes are wide I, shut, I, I dude. Think, I can't think of a pun with a title and. You can't see because your eyes are <laughs> wide shut. Oh, man. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Uh, good to talk with you, boys. Yes, sir. And um, thank you all for listening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram. And if you're on iTunes, maybe leave a comment. Tell us if you like the show or not. Mm -hmm. That would really be appreciated. Um, and just, yeah. We'll... Uh, You'll hear from us next time. And hopefully our eyes will be eyes wide open. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>